the deep hot biosphere um, is explains a biogenic oil and uh, this is oil a hydrocarbon layer that formed around the time the earth um, was created and um, the, it explains why oil reserves uh, that have been depleted uh, seem to be uh, refilling, uh, being replenished, and also why there's probably no end to oil. Um, pores within the rocks, like cells within living organisms, can maintain at a very high pressure. So long as the fluid that occupies the pores or cells exerts an outward pressure as great as the opposing pressure of the surroundings. And so um, there's this upper pressure uh, from the mantle where um, the overlay rock is preventing, uh, slowing down uh, the hydrocarbons coming up. But they, w once, like in a dam, once they, uh, the water uh, goes, fills up the reservoir, or the pressure equalizes, then it will continue to flow. So in the case where um, reserves have been depleted or reduced, uh, then the reserves underneath deeper will uh, per, uh, flow upward. And so that, that explains the um, increase in the oil reserves. So under abogenic uh, theory, if oil and gas flow upwards from the deep high pressure levels, no rock has significant tensile strength, so no rock can hold down a flue that comes up with a pressure greater than that exerted by the weight of the overburden. And so that's why uh, the oil comes up is that uh, there's a greater pressure from deep within the earth. Now, the hydrocarbons also have microorganisms, and I will cover that in just a, a moment. Um, and so uh, we know that uh, these organisms uh, survive in high temperatures. So high temperature organisms that can survive 30, kilometer, 30 to 70 kilometers uh, in the earth. The cap rock will create a concentration of fluids below it, but the steady flow rate will eventually be reestablished at a value equal to the flow rate at the deep source. For example, a dam causes a, a lake to form on the upside, but upstream side, but when the lake has filled, the flow rate re, uh, resumes. If oil and gas had indeed come up from below, we can expect a vertical series of deeper reservoirs to be stacked below the producing field. This is the amazing part that I find uh, in the theory is that there that there are deeper reservoirs of oil, and the when the oil that's being drilled in the Gulf and uh, in in the Middle East are being depleted, then these deeper reservoirs, uh, because of the pressure and the percolate, uh, will push up through. Uh, the soil or rock and refill those reservoirs. If the uppermost domain has fluid pressure decreased by the production of oil or gas, 
then the pressure differential across the crushed layer of low permeability will automatically increase. Transporting through the layer will therefore accelerate. The top field will be replenished at a rate given by the leakage from below in these deeper reservoirs when the delicate pressure balance between rock and fluid has changed. The top field will be drying on the deeper, reserv deep reserve deeper re reserves that have not been accessed directly. Petroleum reserves seem to be refilling themselves, notably in the Middle East and the Gulf of Mexico, uh, the U.S. Gulf Coast. The abogenic theory of petroleum formation presumes that an enormous source of primordial hydrocarbons created at the time of the planet formation resides in the upper mantle and lower crust far deeper than can be drilled and sampled directly between 30 to 100 kilometers in depth. Seven evidence of abogenic theory are, first, the reserves of petroleum, including various gaseous forms such as methane and ethane, are frequently found in geographical patterns of long lines or arches extending for hundreds or even thousands of kilometers. Second, the Kodadryavsev's rule states hydrocarbon-rich areas tend to be hydrocarbon-rich at lower levels, corresponding to quite different geographic epochs and extending down to the crystalline basement that underlines the segment. Third, methane is found in many locations where abogenic explanations for its presence is or biogenic explanations for its presence is improbable or where biological deposits seem inadequate to account for the size and extent of the methane resources. And uh, and so if you go deep enough, like if you go at 40,000 feet, there's no uh, biological explanation for hydrocarbons at that depth. Fourth, hydrocarbon deposits of a large area often show common chemical features regardless of the varying composition of geographical ages of the formations in which they are found. Fifth, the number of hydrocarbon reserves seem to be refilling as exploited by commercial production. Sixth, the distribution of large amounts of carbonate rock in the upper crust and the isotopic composition of carbon atoms within it argue against the theory of a surface biological origin of most buried hydrocarbons. And that's huge. Um, if you look at the amount of hydrocarbons that are currently being extracted, uh, the idea that they were formed biologically is not feasible. Um, with chemical inert gases, elements, helium have no explanation in the series of biological origins of petroleum. It used to be thought that temperatures about 600 Celsius would disassociate the simplest and most heat-resistant hydrocarbons, methane, CH4, and temperatures as low as 300 Celsius were sufficient to destroy most of the heavy hydrocarbon compounds of natural petroleum at a few tens of kilometers of crust. In 1980, E-B-C-H-E-K-A-L-I-U-M indicated in a publication that methane 
would resist complete disassociation down to the depth of 300 kilometers, except in volcanic regions where temperatures approach 2,000 Celsius. Chekalumim believed that methane could exist in a maximum depth of 600 kilometers. So, uh, so that uh, according to the molten earth theory, the earth was formed as a hot body, a liquid ball of rock cooled, forming cooling, and formed a crust overlaying a homogeneous mantle. In such a history, no primordial hydrocarbons could have survived the molten state. Today, scientists believe the earth and the inner planets and the satellites of the outer planets all accreted as solid voids from solids that were condensed from gaseous planetary disk. This is a, a planetary accretion theory. The heat that melted the mantle was caused from radioactive material and gravitational compression. The Earth must have been subject to only a partial melt. Hydrocarbons were a common constitute of the accreting Earth. If gases ascended in a region of magma, then chemical equilibrium between the hydrocarbons and the magma would be approached, and this would usually favor formations of a hydrocarbon gas. Thus, it's no surprise that volcanoes generally emit carbon mainly in the form of CO2 with only minor amounts of methane CH4. Astronomical techniques have thus produced clear and indisputable evidence that hydrocarbons are the major constituents of bodies great and small within our solar system. The greatest quantity is found in the massive outer planets and their satellites. Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune have large admixtures of hydrocarbons in their atmospheres. The abogenic theory holds that hydrocarbons were a component of the material that formed the Earth through the accretion of solids some 4.5 billion years ago. In a violent eruption, there will not be small bubbles that come up at quiet times. Instead, there will be large plumes of gas racing upward through the molten rock. At temperatures and pressures near the Earth's surface, some hydrocarbons are solid, like coal. Some are liquid, crude oil, and some are in the vapor state, natural gas. In 1996, indigenous microbes found from a well in Alaska at a depth of 4.2 kilometers and a temperature of 110 Celsius. In 1997, microbial fossils were discovered in granite at the depth of 200 meters. In 1991, at a depth of 5.2 kilometers in Sweden, microbes were detected where drilling in solid granitic bedrock. A sample was taken and cultured in a laboratory. The anaerobic microbes would only reproduce in temperatures range from 60 Celsius to 70 Celsius. At 2.25 kilometers, the critical point is reached. Here, the pressure is so great that no matter what the temperature, there is no distinction between vapor and liquid. It is apparent, appropriate to refer to water beyond the critical point as existing as fluid, especially a supercritical fluid. 
Temperatures increase at a rate of 15 Celsius and 30 Celsius per kilometer of depth in non-volcanic regions. Greater density means the methane is actually easier for life to access at depth. At, kilom at 6 kilometers, methane is 400 times more dense. Higher temperatures that coincide with greater depth escalate the rate in which methane molecules collide with the cell membranes of the microbes. Both factors enhance the rate in which methane would be expected to diffuse across waxy cell membranes. Deep is considerable is de deep is desirable to assist methane consumers in accessing their food. There are two sources of oxygen atoms that are loosely bound: um, iron oxide and oxidized sulfur. Sulfate, SO4, is the second most abundant ion of negative charge in seawater.